<laughs> but I feel they got the apple. <laughs> the pack has <laughs> Shut up. All right, all right. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <coughs> Jason, shut up. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Apples to Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to do you prefer Gatorade or vitamin water? I prefer I prefer vitamin water because it has more flavors than Gatorade, but I, I think Gatorade is always going to be like the top thing for everybody. You know, I like vitamin water because it doesn't taste as sweet. Yeah, that's as Gatorade. True. Gatorade, I feel like I'm just drinking fruit coloring. Yeah, because eventually when you do Gatorade, when it waters down, it's just like. Yeah, right? This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples of Apples. Grapples the number two apples. If you're not catching us on SoundCloud, you might be on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. Either one is fine as long as you're listening to us. As usual, I am one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, because that's who I is. Now, unfortunately, Shades is still on vacation. On vacation. But, while we may not have shades, I have what I can only imagine is the next best thing. His <laughs> blood, his kin, his older brother. Please tell the people who you are. Hey, Grapples to Apples. I'm Jason. I go by the name Cash. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, I didn't even to tell you. Like, everyone gets their own nickname on the show. <laughs> Cash. So I'm better than Shades too. So oh, he's gonna hear this and he's gonna come for me later. But we'll we'll deal with that when <laughs> we cross that bridge. <laughs> so as always, we've got plenty of news to go through. We got some huge AEW news with some controversy and scandal surrounding their championship. Oh, yeah. We got some contract talk, some matches announced for New Japan's upcoming show. We got some lawsuits coming the WWE's way. Whole bunch of stuff. And then some. Now, before we do any of that, before we talk about any of that, ring that bell. All right. So let's start, as we normally do, with the non-WWE news. Uh, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso has reported that Marty Skrull's Ring of Honor contract is up this November. Now, this is kind of a big deal. A lot of people have been speculating or confused as to when his contract was up. Because, yeah. you know... The Young Bucks and Kenny were in January and then September, and everyone was like, yo, when is this guy's contract going to be up? Finally turns out it's going to be over in November. Okay. So, I think he's, it's a no-brainer that he's going to AEW. Yeah, I, I think he's going to AEW. One, I think he's going to AEW because of the Young Bucks and because of Kenny Omega. I feel like if he goes to WWE, he's just going to get lost in that scramble of, like, Vince just wanting his big guys, and Marty doesn't meet that standard. You understand for yeah. him, I feel like AEW he'll scrap he'll he'll go up more. He'll have the guys he can he can go with. You go to WWE, you just got Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. I feel like he could put on a good match with Seth. Right, but I feel like after that, I mean, I think if Marty goes to WWE, he's going straight to NXT. Oh yeah, he's gonna be with Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Although I think Gargano's gonna go to the main roster. I don't. Know. I was about to say I, I, honestly, if you really think about it, Gargano and and Cole. How long are they going to be at NXT before, yeah, you're right. you know, this is true. he comes in? This is true. He comes in and, what, <clears throat> a month later they're going to call those two up. Then yeah. who does he got really? Yeah. You know, Velveteen Dream's going to get called up soon too. Yeah. You know, so a lot of the guys that are there now, 
he'll be with for what a month or two, and then they'll get called up, and who's left for him then? Yeah, this is true. I mean, I just think it makes more sense for him to go to AEW. Yeah, but who knows? We'll see. Um, so we've talked about this a bunch of times because Shades and I may or may not have some inside scoop. But AAA, AAA is having a show coming up at Madison Square Garden. It was moved from Madison Square Garden proper to the theater in Madison Square Garden. Now, it turns out that Impact Wrestling is partnering with AAA for this show. Now, this means a couple things. A, this means that we're going to see Impact Wrestlers competing with AAA wrestlers on the show. Okay. And this also means that any ideas of AAA and AEW wrestlers... Probably out the window. Because they have a partnership. Okay. But Impact and AEW do not. Yeah. So typically, if AAA is doing a show with Impact, it's just with Impact. Yeah. If they're doing stuff with AAA, with the AEW, it's just, with it's AEW. just AEW. Yeah. So, myself, Shades, and our source from Madison Square Garden were speculating about whether or not we'd see Cody or Kenny or the Bucks at the AAA show. Yeah. But if they're cross-promoting this with Impact Wrestling... I think we're probably more likely to get Brian Cage or, you know... Michael Elgin. Right, and Tessa Blanchard and whatnot. And I think... I, I, not to say Impact isn't a good company now, but I feel like a lot of their, their stars are going to AEW. A lot of their stars are going to New Japan. Mm. Because, really, if you could name top five star, stars for Impact, who would it be? Brian Cage, Tessa, Johnny, Tessa, Johnny Impact... Moose. Moose. LAX just left. They just left to AEW. Yeah. <clears throat> it's rough. I mean, look, I give Impact a lot of credit. They're a lot better than what they were. Yeah, they are. You know, when they were almost biting it like two years ago yeah. when everyone thought they were going to go under. Uh, but they're still, you know, you got WWE at the top, AEW's nipping at their heels, mm. and then you got New Japan and Ring of Honor before you even think about yeah. Impact Wrestling. So... I do think it's a destination. I mean, like, Rich Swan was at Impact. TJP went back to Impact. Yeah. But they're, I don't think they're as high level as other promotions. I would have much preferred to see AAA do this show with AEW versus Impact. Yeah, I think that because... I think the reason Rich Swan and them went back to Impact is... They have the X division, so they have the guys that they can work That's with. That's a very good point. You understand that that they okay, he's my weight limit, so this could work, and we could do this. They didn't have that in WWE because they were paired with bigger guys. Yeah, yeah. And they had the cruiserweight division in WWE, but, yeah, but can they, you really consider that a cruiserweight division? Like, and the way the WWE booked that cruiserweight division was it, a mess. Yeah, it was not, like you basically said, "All right, we're gonna put this belt and." Let's see how far it can go. Yeah, and the way they treat 205 Live is a mess. Is just... if you That's a good point. If you're someone in that caliber of wrestler, if you're a cruiserweight, yeah. you're probably better off going to the X Division Impact yeah. than going to the WWE's cruiserweight division. That makes a lot of sense. I, like, I feel if, they, if Impact wasn't the place, where else can you really go? You can go to New Japan and do the junior division, True. but, you know... That's not a game out there. That's a stacked division. That's a division that's led by Will Ospreay. Exactly. You, you know? got to be on your A game when yeah, you go there. For sure. So if you don't go to New Japan and you can't go to AEW, you're left with Impact. Yeah. You have other promotions, but those other promotions are not putting your name on the map like right. the, the other ones right. are. 100%. 100% agree. 
<coughs> All right. Some roster moves in AEW. Now, when Shades and I were talking about the Casino Battle Royale for the <coughs> women to decide who was going to be the number contender, and we had noticed, right, I think I mentioned that we hadn't seen Kylie Ray in a while. Yeah. Turns out she actually requested and was granted her release from AEW. Okay. So apparently it's like there's no harm, there's no hard feelings. Um, but I think she stated that it was like a mental health thing, that she wanted to take care of herself better. And so she went to Tony Khan and asked for her release, and he said, yeah, of course, you know, take care of yourself and, you know, do what you got to do. So it's interesting. This is the first time that we're seeing someone ask and but, leave AEW. Yeah, like, I think when you ask for your release in another company, it's like, well, you have a year with us still, so right. you have to do six months. Like, but I want my release now. Right. Especially that she wants to go, she wants to take that time away for her health. Mm-hmm. I think AEW doing that, actually gives them more credit like oh well you know they care about us you know yeah it's a good point so i think that gives them a lot of points with wrestlers that want to sign to yeah. a company yeah. where their contract is up whether they're overseas wherever they are they're like oh well you know what they know what they're doing they know how to take care of their employees yeah. so we're going to sign with them it's a good point so new japan has announced three matches for their upcoming king of pro wrestling show which is going to take place on October 14th this year. Uh, so far they've announced three matches. The main event, Kazuchika Okada defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Sonata. Now this was set up because Sonata beat Okada during the G1 tournament. Uh-huh. This is one of those placeholder matches where like Okada has to face somebody so they yeah. just go All right, Sonata beat him once. Do that. Yeah. But <clears throat> It's not like he's actually going to beat him. Yeah, I feel like they're, they're going to try to build that up. Like, well, Sonata may be able to beat him because he did it once. No, because if you really look at it, Okada's like the John Cena of New Japan right now. So he's, like, I don't know about that. I wouldn't disrespect Okada like that. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't disrespect him. He He's a fantastic wrestler. But yeah. if you really look at it, it's like you're not going to have him beat Okada. Right, It's right. just not going to happen. Yeah. They'll have him do those near falls where it's like, oh, maybe he did it. Mm-hmm. No. And at the end, we know who's going to come out victorious. So it's just like, uh, we already know that match. But to say it's going to be a bad match, no, it'll be a good match. Yeah, but. I'm sure it'll be fine. So, like, when um I was doing the recap and review for Royal Quest uh-huh. with the Suburban Brothers in Long Island, we were talking about how the best matches are the match that you're pretty sure you know. Yeah. But during the match and by the end of the match, you go, oh, wait, can he actually lose? Yeah. And so, like, when I went to Sakura Genesis and he faced Zack Sabre Jr., I'm like, he's not going to lose to Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. By the end of the match, I was like, yo, he's going to lose to Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> you know? So, like, if Sonata, and this is a test for Sonata. Yeah. If Sonata can get that reaction from fans, if he can get fans to believe that he might actually win this match yeah. during the match, that's huge. Yeah, I feel like if he can do that, then he, he's going to rock it up. Right. Then it's like, right. okay. You know what? Maybe he's more than what we thought. Let's because they've been testing matches. separating him from evil. Yeah, you know, evil and Sonata have been doing more single stuff recently. Yeah. So if Sonata can at least have a good showing against Okada and be believable, now, uh, this could do a lot for him uh, yeah. for sure. Second match that was announced is this is going to be a fun one to watch: John Moxley defending his United States Championship versus Juice Robinson in a no DQ match. 
I, I, I like that match. <laughs> yeah. Because if you look at Juice Robinson's career from where he was to where he is now, mm-hmm. there's so much improvement. Mm-hmm. He's so good on the mic. 100% he's, agree. He's so good in the ring. And all he needed was that opportunity to check, to, to like, give me that chance, give me five minutes, and I can do it. And he's proven it. What is, is he, a two-time IWGP um, US champion? I think so. At least one. Maybe two. <clears throat> but it's crazy when you see, like, if you ever watch old CJ Parker NXT yeah. stuff, and then you watch Juice Robinson, and you now go, you're like, who is, who is this? Exactly. But it, and not only that, so then his evolution as a character in New Japan. Yeah. So you have CJ Parker, then you have Juice Robinson version one, and now he's evolving into a different version yeah. of Juice, a more serious exactly. Juice, a more like, okay, I'm not going to be flamboyant. Like the flamboyant Juice Robinson, I think, was a great way for him to make his bones in New yeah. Japan. But now it's like, okay, I'm done with that. The dreads are gone, the hat's gone, the silly jackets are yeah. gone. Now I'm Juice Robinson. Like, yeah, he's all about business now. And I think that helped his career a lot more. It's just like now people are gonna take him a lot more serious. For sure. Like his thing his his matches with Cody, they were good. Mm-hmm. You you were building yourself up. Mm-hmm. Moxley pushed your limit. Now you're like, all right, now I gotta step up my game past what he like he may be here, I wanna get here. One hundred percent. Cause like when his match with Moxley was when he first cut his dreads yeah. and got rid of the flamboyant stuff. And it's because he needed to. Exactly. If he's going to stand toe-to-toe with Moxley, he's got to get rid of all that campy yeah. stuff. And so now, he lost to Moxley, and that that match was fantastic. That was. He lost to Moxley in that match. So now this is his chance to get it back. Considering AEW's going live in October, yeah. I think this is Moxley dropping it to Juice. I think so, too, because Moxley did sign with AEW. That's what I'm saying. And so this show's on October 14th, and AEW's <clears throat> already started their TV by October 2nd, October 4th? Uh, by, I think the 4th, yeah. Something like that. So we're talking, this match is going to take place a week or two already past yeah. AEW going on the air. This He's got to drop it to Juice. Yeah. He's if got he to. don't, then I mean, <clears throat> let's see where that goes. But I, I feel like the thing what they're doing with him and Kenny in AEW still hasn't been mm-hmm. settled because of his shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, you know, what? where do we go from here? I feel like he may, he may drop it, or they may just want to push that feud with Robinson just a little bit more. But here's the thing. So AEW has said, flat out, that New Japan does not want a relationship with them. Oh, they don't? They don't. Okay. At least as of right now. So if he's not going to drop the title, then what does that mean for Moxley working with... Japan and working with AEW. I know Jericho, they gave him the non-exclusive contract. So Jericho can and will work a few dates with New Japan later on. Did they do that with Moxley also? Because if they did, then how do they play that? Yeah. You know? Because you're going to use Moxley a lot. Yeah, because if you've seen Moxley on AEW, he's never... He hasn't... Every appearance he's made, he's never had the US title with him. That's what I'm saying. You know, so it's like you just said, if What's gonna happen? Like, do they? Does he have the contract like Jericho? Right. Where it's like, okay, you could appear here, but you can still work there. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, eh. It's, it's very interesting to see. I th- that match is gonna be good, though. Yeah, for sure. Third match that was announced: uh, El Fantasmo representing Bullet Club versus Will Osprey for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I like that match. I mean, you put anybody with Osprey, he he's 
he does things you just it's, like yo, I mean seriously there's things he does that it's just like how how are you doing that and you land on your head a lot. Like, <laughs> you land on your head a lot. He lands on his head and his neck so, so much. much. Like, so much. You like, put so your sad. body out there, but it's just like you do this amazing. Like, you compare. you. I've seen him matches with him and Ricochet, and it's just like. You, you can't take your eyes off. You're like. <laughs> like, like Shades and, and Matt, they, they make fun of me because of how much I love Will Ospreay. But it's like, how can I not? Yeah, you gotta. How can you not love the aerial assassin? And and the thing is, he he adapts. Yes, he he could be aerial and he could be grounded. He's so good at it that he just honestly, when I look at Will Ospreay, I shades may not like it, but you could see how AJ Styles was when he first started. Tell me AJ wasn't a high flyer when he first started. Oh, no, of course. And then look yeah. at how he is now. Yeah. Will I mean, AJ just... was doing springboard shooting star prices. Exactly. Now look at AJ's now. He's more ground and pound. Yeah. He goes to the air, but he's still... He but he's more, a little bit more grounded. And Will does that. It's just Will's trying to do it a little bit earlier than AJ. Yeah. You are welcome on the show whenever you want. Shades may not like you, that you because you know... You are welcome on the show whenever you want. You know how Shade is about AJ. Of course. But if you really think about it, think about it logically. I can see that. Honestly, you know? removing my bias, I can absolutely see that. I think my only concern with Will Ospreay, and I've said this a million times, he's got to cut out the the falling on his neck and oh, his yeah, head. Oh, yeah, he has he's gotta to. He's got like, to stop. You, I you love let... the dude and I love what he can do, but... Watching him fall on his head and his neck it's, so much. It's scary. It's scary. When he went up against Skrull at Genesis last year, and they did, I think it was a shooting star press, and he where landed, he did his yeah. on the apron, I was like, and he Ooh. had the gash on his head. I'm like, yo, you gotta stop. And every time, every match I see him, every match, you land on your head at least once or twice. And it's like, yo, you want a long career? You need to stop doing that. I've been saying it for since as long, not as long, but I've been saying it for a while. Osprey's gotta tone it down. Like I said, it, I, he's gotta, he's gotta, he's got. Be Priestley, do something. <laughs> Tell your man to chill out a little bit. <laughs> like oh I, honestly, I, I, I like that match, but Will needs to. He has yeah, to just tone it down. It doesn't just help. A it doesn't help. He's in New Japan. You know. No, it doesn't. Because that company's that, all about. It's all pushing about themselves to the limits. About flying and hard hitting. If yeah. you see New Japan compared to WWE and other promotions. They hit hard. I mean, look like, at Shibata. Shibata's career is pretty much ended because he hit somebody with the headbutt so yeah, hard. He, he gave himself like a... Up. Yeah. And I'm like... He injured and, his brain. The dude injured his brain. <laughs> not his neck, not his shoulder. Not his, he injured his brain. he was a good... You, when you see him in the ring, he was good too. But it's like, what else? Do you want to be him? Do you want to injure your brain? Because you keep landing on your head like I'm that. Saying. Like and it, Like I said, don't get me wrong. Will Ospring, great fly. Great sure. wrestler. Sure. Just stop falling on your head. Yeah, he, he sells some of these moves too much. He takes way too many kicks to the back of the head. Oh, yeah. But, again, that's what happens when you work for New Japan because that's how they all are. Yeah, they're, 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 they're all about strong, strong style. style. They are. They... It's all about strong style. So, you mentioned Kenny and, and, and Moxley earlier. Well, their, re- their match, not rematch, but their match was reset for AEW Full Gear, which is their next pay-per-view that's going to be taking place in November. Okay. Like November like 9th or something like that. So, the match that was supposed to be at All Out, <coughs> it looks like we're going to get a full gear. Moxie versus Kenny Omega. Now, 
I'm not crazy about this match being on full gear, and I'll tell you why. There was so much hype behind it for All Out. Yeah. And All Out was supposed to be, like, one of their big, like, it was double or nothing. Yeah. All Out. Like, these are their big pay-per-views. For it to land on full gear... It's kind of a letdown, like yeah, you know, because it's like you, everybody was so excited because mm-hmm. they did the promos, they did the the track, they attacked, and it's like, all right, we're ready, and then Moxley got it, and it's like, so who's good? Pac, what? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against Pac, mm-hmm. great wrestler, what? Like, <laughs> and I understand Kenny wanting to work, but it's just like. The whole, it kind of, like, if they were moving 100 miles an hour for that, mm-hmm. you just stopped yourself to, like, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And now, there's no way to pick it up because it's like you did everything you needed to. Moxley threatened to end Kenny's career. Kenny, and it was like, all that was said, and I was like, well, I'm going to say it again. Well, then it's not going to have as much right. meaning as the first time. So, now, it's like, eh. I think from a storyline perspective, that's why they're rushing this. Mm-hmm. I think they have an idea of where they want to go, and they have to get this out of the way to yeah. do that. Um, which I get, but still, I'm not crazy about. The one thing I will say is, this is going to be in November. They start TVs in October. So, theoretically, they have, like, three or four weeks to really push this back up. Yeah, to get it back to To get it back to where people are going to be like, okay, I want to watch this. Personally, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm cool. You know, when they were supposed to have the match and they didn't and I got Kenny versus Pac instead, I'm I'm cool. Like, I don't need to see... Yeah, it was like... I don't need to see Moxley. You know know what I mean? Like, all right, whatever. It almost happened. But it didn't. So now, for me, like, I feel like I got to get myself invested into this match again. Yeah. So hopefully they do that with the TVs. I mean, like you said, they have, what, three, four weeks before the pay-per-view. Right. You know, when uh, from the time they get on TV to mm-hmm. the time of the pay-per-view. So it's like you have those three, four weeks to really kind of push mm-hmm. this, like, all right, this is what's going to happen, and make fans want to see it That's again. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Not that they're going to, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think fans Even if they put on a match, this. I'm not going to say it's a bad match. For sure. it won't be. For sure. Even if they can't hype it up to like it was, won't be a bad match. Talk about strong style. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about strong but style. But if you can match. push it a little bit to get the hype back, mm-hmm. then you're all good. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, this is them, their first pay-per-view, like, after TVs. This is them really getting themselves going. <clears throat> Let's see what they do. Let's see and if they can they, get it going. I think that's what they, they, they're putting that match because it's like, okay, well, we have four weeks until the pay-per-view, we start TV. Mm. So we're getting viewers and we're getting people interested in AEW. Yeah. So maybe if we can push this match and put it on TV and get people to notice, they'll want to see it more. Right, right. Which, yeah. honestly, not a bad idea. That's what I'm saying. You know, they can use the four weeks to build and, ho- again, hopefully I'll care again. Because uh, <laughs> he's like, I really don't care right I really now. Don't. <laughs> I re- I'm sorry. For Kenny versus Moxley, I don't really care. Now, what I do care... I always care about Jericho. Oh, my God. And so we, we have plenty to talk about Jericho. <laughs> but before we get to that, he will be defending his championship. Again, we have plenty to talk about the championship. <laughs> but he will be defending it. He does have it. And he'll be defending it against Cody. At oh, Fulham. really? Yeah. That was just announced, I think, yesterday. Okay. I mean, so, I see that being a good match. I'm intrigued by this. I, I am too. Because, like, all the Jericho matches that he's had, like, since being this old guy that's left WWE yeah. has been Okada, Naito, Kenny, 
um, and Hangman. So, of those four guys, you got Okada, who's one of the best in the world. Yeah. You have Naito, who's arguably one of the best in the world. Naito is, I can't get enough of him. You have Kenny, (laughs) who's one of the best in the world. Yeah. And then you had Hangman, and of those four matches, Hangman's match was the one that kind of wasn't as good as the others. I mean, but if you look at it, you you gotta really credit Hangman because if you look at his record of who he's fought since leaving WWE, sure, he's like, damn, I I, I have a standard to right, build up to, right, right, and and I know we said that Hangman's like he was fighting an uphill battle, yeah, he was fighting an uphill battle at All Out. That was always gonna be the case. I mean, but if you you gotta look at Paige is still uh, still very young, so super he, young. Him having that experience with Jericho is it, something under his belt. Mm-hmm. Did we know he wouldn't get to the level, level of Jericho? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that bad of a match. No, it wasn't it bad. It was good. He just, he just never, he didn't it, get there. He gained, yeah, it's like he was. He couldn't get the crowd behind him, and he just, he just couldn't get there. Now, my whole thing, and why I mentioned this, is as much as I like Cody. Yeah. He's more similar to Hangman, in my opinion, okay. than he is to Okada and oh, and Kenny. Okay. So, I just wonder what that match is going to look like. Because Cody's not, you know, a best bout machine. No. He's a storyteller. Yeah. He's all about, mm-hmm. like, bringing the story together and kind of mapping one out and really making it theatrical. Yeah. You know, but why, what is he going to do that with Jericho? There's no history with Jericho. No, there isn't. You know, him and Sean Spears, history. There was Him and his brother, history. tons of history. A lot of history. You know, it went back when they were still in New Japan and Ring of Honor, him and the Bucks versus, you know, the um, the Golden Lovers, yeah, history. history. You know, there's there's <clears throat> got to be something there for Cody to chew on. Yeah. What does he chew on with Jericho? Unless they, I mean, it's a very short time to try to do that in the three, four weeks until the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you only center your attention around trying to make, oh, we got to get the attention on Cody and Jericho, then it takes away from everybody else. And what are you doing? You're doing exactly what the WWE is doing. You're only mm-hmm. worried about one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a whole new company with fresh new faces that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. People know because they're on the indies and right. New Japan and, and UK and and that's great. Mm. Keep focusing on them. Mm-hmm. Am I? I feel like if you only focus on that four, three, four weeks to build that match, then it's not gonna. People are not gonna really want to see it. They'll want to see it, right. but they're not gonna be. But they won't be invested exactly in it. because it's like, oh, they pushed us on us too much. Like, let it happen. Like Jericho's doing promos on on Instagram. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jericho. Jericho. Is Jericho. a national treasure. He is a clown. He's not even American, and he should be president. Like I just, I love Jericho. Jericho is life. I I follow AEW on Instagram, and and I I pop up and it says it says missing belt. What? Hey, we, we, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll save it. Save it. We're gonna get to it. But we'll honestly, it. the Cody Jericho fight, I, I'm interested to see what they can do with it, especially with no history. Mm-hmm. But. So here's I'm thinking about this now as we're talking, and here's what I think they could do. This might actually work. They have like three or four weeks, right? Yeah. So the only thing that they've had to work with with Jericho and Cody so far, the Jericho keeps insisting 
that Cody and the rest of the crew should thank him. Yeah. Right? What if, week one, Jericho, as part of the show, obviously, starts to sabotage the show? Yeah. What if Jericho's messing with Cody backstage? He's messing up matches. He's doing... Remember, he's the champ now. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. So what if during the show he's walking around messing with Cody and Cody's getting pissed? All because Jericho wants his thank you. Yeah. So in week two, we keep doing this. We're like... He keeps messing with Cody and Cody's job as a backstage personality. Yeah. Where Cody's like, dude, I'm trying to run a show, and Jericho's making his life a living hell. Yeah. What if they push that to the point where then Cody, week three, or week four, snaps, and then finally beats down on Jericho, and that's how you get the heat for this match? I would go with that. I mean, it's I not the because best. It's not the best. But with what would we have, I I don't know what else they could do. No, I I agree with you because it's like you got nothing. So I I would agree with that. But then if you if fans that are like hardcore wrestling fans, if they look at it, they'd be like, well, that's sort of like the CM Punk Triple H thing. No, because Punk was always who he was from the beginning. Right. So him taunting was just him poking at everybody he yeah. wanted. This one would be more Jericho directing it directly at Cody. Cody. Because like, right, he wants you to stay. This, you. so I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I think that that's a way they should push it. Because if you don't push it any other way, because what else can they do to to get heat for this rivalry? Unless Jericho keeps attacking Cody like he's done everybody. That's else. what I'm saying. Jericho's got to make Cody a target. And he's got to make him a big target. Yeah. Or unless they, I mean, look, they AEW said that they're gonna make wins and losses matter. Yeah. They're gonna make stats matter. Blah 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 blah. Unless Cody just wins every day for the first four weeks, and then yeah. that's how he gets a title shot, I don't see any other way to build heat for this for this match. I, I, Which is why I'm not crazy that they're announcing a title match for the next pay per view already. Yeah, I would have waited a little at least. Because now, would like, how do wins and losses matter? Yeah, if weeks. we already know who the the next title match is, yeah, in four weeks after TV starts. Because let's say Cody loses to Hangman. Now you have a loss. What if Luchasaurus wins four matches in a row, but he, Cody has one loss? Why does Cody get this title match exactly. instead of Luchasaurus? I don't know. I feel like they need. They've got to. They should have never announced I that agree. one. And I then agree. Work. Hey, not this pay per view. All right, let's. We got our TV deal. Mm-hmm. Let's work it. Leave Jericho off this pay per view just so we can find something to do. Well, he's the champion. They can't leave him off. But then again, in the four weeks, ton. If at least if they're gonna put him on the pay per view, try to have somebody win, and then yeah, no, yeah, I I don't think they should have announced this. No, any other match you want to announce for the show, I don't care. Yeah, but title matches when you're promoting that wins and losses matter, this should not have been announced so no. soon, because now for honestly between the starting of TV and full gear. Wins and losses don't matter. No, they really don't. They won't matter. Because how can they? Because Cody already got the title shot. So everybody's looking at like, okay, if I lose a match, what does it matter to me? Or if what I does win, it what does it matter? Yeah. Because if Who I win... Who cares if I win four matches, Cody already has a title shot. Exactly. What? They're going to give me the next title shot. That means I have to... I win Keep this four. going. Exactly. The, they should not have announced this. That's... I really don't like that they announced this. But, again, they're new... I think everything yeah, is fresh. They're still, they're still trying to get there. They're trying to get their feet down. They're trying to get people to come in. Let's see what happens. Now, let's talk about the news <laughs> that everyone has been talking about. 
God. I want to talk about and not want to talk about. <laughs> I, I, so, as everyone in the wrestling fandom community knows, this weekend at All Out, Chris Jericho defeated Hangman Page to become the first ever AEW World Champion. Now, unfortunately, it came to be on Monday that over the weekend, while in an airport and then going to a restaurant, Jericho had left his championship title in the limousine. Um, so here's here's the, the actual, this is what happened. So from the airport, Jer- Jericho accidentally took someone else's luggage. Mm-hmm. The driver drives him to a restaurant, to Longhorn State, whatever. That's when uh, Jericho says, hey, I got the wrong luggage, go like switch it out to the driver. He leaves the belt in the, limous- in the limousine, goes to eat. Driver goes back to the airport to switch the luggage, to get the right one to deliver the old one. Uh-huh. And when he went back to pick up Jericho, title's gone. So somewhere between the driver dropping off Jericho, going to the airport, and coming back to Jericho, the brand new AEW championship was stolen. It it disappears. Okay. The initial story broke that Jericho was drunk, although every story after that does not indicate that he was drunk at all. Okay. Um, So then Jericho... Decides that he's going to cut a promo from his bathtub. Oh, my. Saying that yeah. he's going to open a worldwide investigation <laughs> to figure out who stole this championship. Um, I will say this much about AEW. They leaned into it. They did. You know, they didn't shy away from it. They knew this was going on, and they said it. I mean, you, you, you look at it. When he cut the promo, you're in your bathtub. And you're drinking champagne and a little bit of bubbly, like a little bit of bubbly, <laughs> and you're you're like, you lost the belt. First off, how do you lose that big of a belt? Like, <laughs> the, the belt is so big, Jericho. I, 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 honestly, he real, left it in the limo. Real or not, it's comedy. It's Jericho. Oh, for it's sure. who he is. And honestly, what I see him doing is <coughs> getting people drawn into AEW. Now, I know I talked, Shades, even though he's on vacation, briefly has kind of like been in communication here and there. And he did mention to me that he thinks that this is irresponsible of Jericho and that it does not look good on AEW. Yeah. While I agree, I also disagree. Mm-hmm. I think if it, if it mapped out the way the Tallahassee Police Department said that it mapped out, the only fault I see in Jericho is. Leaving the belt in the limo. Yeah. However, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. Carry this Carry giant belt into in, the restaurant? Exactly. That's a big belt. Like, I thought the world title was like, that is a big belt. It's huge. It's gold. The guy's trying to have Shines a meal. All of... Like, what is he going to do, you know? As soon as he walks in with that belt, it's going to be a whole ordeal. Exactly. The guy's Everybody's not going to get to eat. Stare at you like... Yeah. Hey, are you some sort of boxing? <laughs> the guy will not get a chance to eat a single thing. So, I get him leaving it in the limo. I don't know. It, does it look great on him in AEW? No. no. But I don't see any circumstance where Jericho could have done something different other than go, drop me off at my hotel first, Yeah. let me drop off the belt, and then take me to dinner. I've, I've, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree with Shades because it's like, it, it is respons- it's irresponsible because it's like, you're the champ. You've been the champ, what? Two days. Two days, and day. you lost the belt. Yeah. And then right, that's a not day a good look. later, you find it. Like, whether you 
whether this is staged or not, it 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 puts kind of a backhand to AEW. It's like we picked you as our champ. Yeah. And you lost the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. But do I agree, like? One thing I do say Jericho is good at is he's one hell of a promoter. He yeah. promotes everything yeah. well, yeah. and him mostly mentioning AEW, AEW. I want to thank you, AEW. I lost the. It's you see him putting the. It's like yeah. he's throwing it out yeah. there. So it's like, oh AEW. Oh, okay, maybe I'll check it out when mm. they when they come on on TV. Mm. So it's it's I feel like it's bad and good at the same time. I mean, they say no publicity is bad publicity. No, you know. Now, so this ha- this story broke on Monday, and on Wednesday, the Tallahassee Police Department put up a picture of the police with the championship belt. Apparently, somebody found it on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> How we go from the limo to the side of the road? See, like this is what I mean. <laughs> you can't leave so, this stuff off. So the, it was found on the side of the road and retrieved to the police department with zero details other than that. So no word on who it was, where it was, how it got there. Nothing. Just somebody found it at the on the quote unquote side of the road. That, okay. Can we can we talk about how far fetched that actually is, right? If you're driving, are you really gonna notice some just like something sack? shiny sitting on the side of the road or whatever it's in? I'm or, sure it was probably like in a sack. Exactly. So who would think that? Hey, there's a sack on the side of the road. Let's see what it is. Right. And you pull over. Oh, look at this. Let's bring it to the police. And who? First off, who's bringing that? You see how big the title is. That's going to a pawn it's shop. Gold. It's gold. That's going to a pawn it's shop. It's going to a pawn shop. Ain't nobody bringing it to the cops. Or if not to a pawn shop, to like a, a smelter or someone who can be like, can you make this gold, this necklace? Right? Like you know? either they're going to they're going to find a way to sell it, or if they know AEW, they're going to call them like, well, I found a belt. I want this amount of money. Right. First off, if I found the belt. I'm going to call EW like, yo, I got your belt. You got, you got to pay me. <laughs> you going to pay me or You're no. going to pay me or I'm just going to keep this belt. <laughs> either, you, either I'm going to keep this belt or I'll see you front row center every night. <laughs> like, either you're going to pay On me, you. you're going to give me some free tickets, or I'm going to WWE event with this belt. Yo! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it on TV one way or another. Oh, my God. But what I'm not getting, it was in the limo. He drove and then... Did the driver some way al- along the way just throw it out the window? So here's here's what I, this is pure speculation. I have no reason to say any of this. I think here's what happened. Limo went to the airport and switched out the luggage. Left the door unlocked. Someone was like, oh, it's a limo. Let's see what's in here. Opened the door, saw the sack, grabbed the sack, saw the title, took off with it. Saw the hoopla on TV and the cops getting involved and was like, oh. I'm not dealing with this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this at all. Called somebody else, said, yo, say you found on the side of the road, bring it to the cops. That's what happened. That's what I 100% think that's what happened. I have no reason to think that happened, yeah. but I think that's what I happened. I mean, I think if that's actually what happened, then yeah, it's like Shade said, it's irresponsible with AEW and Jericho. But like you also said, if I was Jericho, I'm like, you know what, take me to my hotel first, let me drop this off, and then take me to eat. That That's the only thing I can think of that would be, okay, that's the better way of doing this. 
instead of going straight from the airport to the restaurant, if you especially if you know you're not going to take the belt with you inside the restaurant. Yeah. And it's a rented limo. That's where I would say, all right, maybe maybe you go to the hotel first, drop it off, and then. I mean, honestly, but who knows how many times? How many times do you think Jericho has done this, and it hasn't had an issue? Plenty of times. Honestly, it, it, whether it's it's staged, irresponsible, it, it got to give everybody one hell of a laugh. Oh, for sure. This was the most head scratching, comical, upsetting, annoying thing <laughs> that happened all week. Everyone was just like, "What? Why did who?" Oh, God. And it's just like the way he did it all. Like, you're drinking bubbly while you're complaining about this. Because he's Jericho. Like, are you really taking a serious Jericho? Because he's Jericho. <laughs> and that's, that's why people were saying that it's a shoot. I mean, it's a work. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that's a work. That's kind of a weird thing to work. It, it really is. But, like, I think Shades is right. If it isn't a shoot, it's irresponsible. If it is a shoot, it's one hell of a funny I shoot. Don't know. Anyway. All right, let's move on from non WWE news. <laughs> To the company that runs the world and drives me insane. Aye, aye. So, first things first. This, talk about from one story to another. Ric Flair, the oh, nature boy. Aye. Woo! That whole guy. Dirtiest player in the game. Is threatening to sue the WWE over the main character. I heard about this. Now, here, and someone, I saw someone on, put it on Facebook or on, on Twitter, and I was like, this is everything. Ric Flair threatening to sue over the about over the man, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder what the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers has to say about <laughs> it. Because Ric Flair stole that. Yeah, he did. Because Nature Buddy Boy Rogers, was Buddy Rogers. He was there. He was there first. He had that name first. Exactly. And if anybody, how told, is Ric Flair, who took the Nature Boy, going to complain about someone taking the man? If you don't believe us, go look at the WWE Network. It doesn't make, and it's this is so dumb. I feel like it's, it it is dumb because why are you suing? Because she's calling herself the, the man. man. Yeah, because he so he trademarked the phrase to beat the man to be the man. You gotta beat the man. Yeah, but that's so he owns like, that phrase. You own that phrase, but you don't own the phrase the man. Exactly. It's so two different things. He's trying to get now. He's trying to get a trademark for the man because to, to him. If I already have the phrase to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Okay, well, who's the man? I'm the man. The man is me. I'm below the man. Yeah. Logically, I can see where that gets there, but yeah. legally, that's a no. It's a that's, no. That's not how that works. Because Rick. if you really look at it, all right. If you if you really look at like past interviews when Ric Flair was younger, and in WCW, he did call himself the man, but you always. I'm the man. I'm the champ. You always put something after you. Right. La- right. Becky Lynch labels herself exactly. the man. He never advertised himself or promoted himself as the man. No. He was never the man Ric Flair. You were the nature boy. Exactly. That's he was never Rick the man Flair. Anywhere you went, that's how they knew the you. The nature boy Ric Flair. So you, I, I feel like what you're trying to do is just you want attention. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to sue because she... For what? Because she's using the that the man. If that was the case, you should have sued her a year ago when she started. Well, using apparently it. he tried to not sue her, but apparently he approached WWE last year when they started the man thing, uh-huh. and they were just like, "Go away." And so that's why now he's starting to sue them because apparently he approached them twice since she started calling herself the man and said, "Hey guys, cut it out." I be- the man is mine. I want financial compensation. And both times they're like, Rick, go home and put your pants on. 
And so now we start trying to take him to court. Apparently, Charlotte's not happy about it. So I, he says in an interview that he's doing this to make sure his family is taken care of even long after he's gone. I'm pretty sure there's not a single person in the Flair Fleer family who's worried about money. I'm pretty sure they're not. Between Rick and, and Charlotte, Charlotte I think they're going to be okay. They have built Charlotte to, to something where she is... Roman Reigns? Basically, of the women's division. Yeah. She's, what, a nine times women's Ugh, champion? And don't get me wrong, I love Charlotte Flair. Love Ugh. her. But they push you so much, much that it's, it's just much. like, now it's like, all right. And that's why they boo you, and you're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you don't care. But at some point, you got to be like, uh, maybe I don't want the title right now. Maybe I'll just work with this person. Yeah. Or I'll build this person up. It's or, like she doesn't know how to exist without being in the title picture, which is terrible for a wrestler. Like, How many times did the Rock or Stone Cold have other stuff to do other than be the champion? Like Rock when he fought Rikishi or when he Austin and Triple H when they did that that whole um, Triple the, H was the, the reason um, he got ran over. Yeah. They, but the Rock and Sock connection or, you know, anything. Like, they all, they, they didn't, they, they had, they were able to do other stuff. I think they that's didn't how have you, to be wrapped up in the title picture. I think that's how you build yourself, like The Undertaker, too. Yeah. He built himself. Yeah. How many times do you The Undertaker look? does not have as many title rings as people no. think he has. The, what he's legendary for is his Being his self. The Undertaker is a character that's built on this character. Yeah. You know, that's all, you just need to say The Undertaker and everyone goes, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, because it's like, that's who he is. And like, even when you've seen him out of the ring at like conventions, he was The Undertaker. He's only starting to break kayfabe the last two years. Yeah. He's starting to do co- interviews as Mark Calloway. But I just, I don't know. I feel like if you can't build yourself Outside without a title, title I agree. then you shouldn't be doing this. Because then agree. it's like, what are you doing? I agree. Like, somebody like Seth, Seth can do it with or without a title. True. With the title, he's a basic. Without AJ a title? Doesn't, AJ doesn't need a title. AJ neither. Samoa Joe doesn't need a title. And that's one thing I get Kevin mad Owens about. Kevin Owens doesn't need a title. There's a lot of guys that don't, don't need a title and are great talents that they don't use. Right. right. Like the whole thing with KO and Shane. That, oh, my God. It didn't entertain me. It was It was annoying. Oh, well, they're doing a Stone Cold events. No, no, don't. No, that That was different. That was in mm-hmm. an age where, wow, I want to slap my boys too. Exactly. Now it's like, well, everybody wants to smack their boys, so we'll do it. You're not <laughs> living through anything. We're not doing, yeah. It, time, that's the thing about Vince, that Vince doesn't understand that 2019 is not the same as 1999. No. Times were different then. Things were different then. You can't, like, people's desires aren't the same. People are a lot more mellowed out and trying to figure out how to be better people. Exactly. Versus going, I hate my boss, I'm going to drink and punch him. Exactly. That's that's not healthy. Back then it, it was because it was like, well, everybody wanted to punch that's their boss. That's everyone felt. <laughs> now it's like, well, eh. I don't know. All right, let's talk about some more news. The draft is coming back. Ugh. So, with Raw and SmackDown are officially going to be split on different channels. We're going to have Raw staying on USA. SmackDown's going to be on Fox. So, it has been announced. The plans are, as of right now, (coughs) on the October 11th episode. Oh, my God. (coughs) Excuse me. 
excuse me, I think I'm dying. Well, dying, <laughs> right? On the October 11th episode of SmackDown is going to be the first night of the draft. Okay. And then on the next Raw on USA on Monday the 14th will be the second part of the draft. And that's where we're going to get our split rosters. Hopefully they get rid of the wild card rule and we get to just just have two shows. I think the wild card rule is not it's a dumb idea. It's the dumbest thing that the um, And I think the reason like what I was confused about the last time I actually like really looked at the WWE news, they weren't going to do a brand split. They were going to put everything together. Mm-hmm. And then when I think Vince hired Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman mm-hmm. for one for SmackDown one for Raw, I think that's where it was like, okay, well, and don't get me wrong, both of them great great right. minds. Right. So maybe if you give them, but I feel, don't just take all the good people for Raw and leave SmackDown with people that they have to build up. Well, that's the thing. The fact that they're now on different channels is going to avoid that. Mm -hmm. Because Fox doesn't want garbage. No, they don't. Fox just gave WWE an insane amount of money. And I think Fox, I, I read somewhere, Fox even said it. They want WWE to cut out a lot of the comedy stuff, like the new yeah. day doing. They, they don't want, want to be that more, more. sports like. They yeah. want to be more com- com- competition like, and so that's where I think, like I, I too heard that they were going to just blend everything together yeah. again, but then when they hired uh, Bischoff and Heyman, Fox got pissed because they're like, first of all, you didn't ask us about this. Second yeah. of all, you didn't say nothing about this. And third of all, why do we get Bischoff? We want Heyman. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also feeding into the idea of, okay, let's do two separate rosters mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure that we spread the wealth. So you'll get, like, whoever your top guy, maybe you'll have, like, Roman on SmackDown, which to me makes the most sense right now. Yeah. You put Roman on SmackDown, and then you'll have Seth on Raw. You put Becky on Raw, you have Charlotte on SmackDown, so that, like, all the top people yeah, are evenly are even, spread out. Because... Yeah. They have a tendency to pack one side or the other. Yeah, they do. And mostly it's always Always on Raw. raw. Always. And SmackDown tends to get lucky where they have great writers who can take the talent and boost them up. But I don't think they should do that anymore unless your focus is going to be, okay, Raw is for the show. Yeah. SmackDown is for the wrestling. Yeah. If you're going to do that, then cool. Keep your Roman on Raw. Keep your Baron Corbin on Raw. Keep whoever you want. And then you put AJ, you put Andrade, you put, you know, uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. All the wrestlers here, big names there. Yeah. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt on Raw, and then on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, but it depends on how they want to play it. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think if that's what they're going to do, keep SmackDown <clears throat> to be the wrestling show, mm-hmm. that's where they're going to want to built up people mm-hmm. because yeah P- Raw's on USA Smackdown's now on Fox mm-hmm. so they're gonna wanna build more for sure you know that I, I think Fox now doesn't wanna be like the USA you don't wanna see the same faces 100%. every week 100%. every week it's well Roman's gonna fight Braun I've seen that three weeks in a row I don't wanna see it again seriously like he what's he gonna do flip it up <laughs> Like, first off, how you flip that semi, Ron? You ain't you, that strong, man. You sure are a liar. Right? You are a liar. And then, it's just like, I, I don't. And then another thing, I I like Brock. 
But Brock Lesnar, don't please don't put the title on him no more. I don't want to hear his name because he's like the Candyman. If you say it enough times, he's gonna show up on TV. So just stop. And then it's like, what? Okay, you took the belt and now you disappear with a title that nobody. And then oh, we're gonna have a number one contendership for the universal title. Uh, I have a question. (laughs) How are we gonna have a number one contendership with no belt? Oh, right now Seth has it. No, that's the thing. But like, as you, of now, yeah, as of now. But if you give it back to Brock, I know. Who do you? What do you I do then? Know. You know, and I don't know. I feel like they should really t- stop working guys that <coughs> already made the name Brock Roman. Start working on guys that are coming up I from agree. NXT. I agree. Velvet Dream, amazing. I agree. Adam Cole, Johnny. <coughs> oh, that's why I love. People. That's why I love about what SmackDown has been doing. Where they let Mustafa Ali shine. Oh, yeah. They're letting Buddy Murphy shine. You know, these guys who can go. And they can let go. Let them go. Like, but, they're doing that thing with, with Randy and Kofi. And ugh, it's I just don't like. Care. I don't care. I don't why? care. Why? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't and care. honestly, I think it's something you and Shades has said um, a few podcasts ago. If you look at Kofi's run, it, it hasn't been an entertaining run. No, it hasn't. Because he's a mid-carder <laughs> pretending to be a main eventer. Hey, it's been a... It's, you have not had a five-star match. And I thought nope. the the match with Randy at SummerSlam was going to be like that nope. kick he needed. And then the way it ended, I was like... I texted Shades, I was like, yo, SummerSlam sucks. <laughs> he's not a... I don't want to be rude, but he's not a main event talent. He's not. He's just not. He's Look, a mid- some people have... The whole package, yeah. or enough of the package to be a main event player. Yeah, some guys they just they just don't, and it's not because of a lack of this or lack of that. It's just not you're just missing something. Kofi is not a main event guy. He does not have the tools to be a main event guy. Yeah, nothing against Kofi. It's just it's just not. It's not his. He doesn't yeah. have the tools like to get you, there. You you and if you look at Kofi's career. He was in a lot of tag teams. That's how you you branded yourself. Is he's really in always a tag been the tag team and icy tag team icy tag team icy. That's always and then done. what they threw in the U.S. and then they put you back to icy and tag. You never really put yourself where. You, and he says, "Oh, he was ready twelve years ago, eleven years no, ago." He wasn't. No, he's not you ready now. Weren't. He's not ready now. Because honestly, on the mic, you you he's okay. You're okay. He, he can get by. Of his faction, he's not even the best person on the no. mic. Because Xavier Woods... is amazing on the mic. I he's can't, so underused. He really it breaks is. my heart. Xavier he really Woods is, is so good. He's good in the ring. He's good it, on the mic. Bro, I've he's been saying good. this for years. I'm like, why is it when they were the tag team, it was always Kofi and Biggie and Xavier doing nothing. When Xavier's the best wrestler of the three of them. And he's what? Blowing a trumpet and... I'm like, yo, give him a chance. And I'm not saying Biggie's bad because he isn't. You but Xavier was but, the best yeah. wrestler of the three of them. And I think that's why, from what I heard, Vince had wanted to keep New Day together. He wanted to put them on Raw because Fox doesn't want the comedy thing. Mm. And that's what New Day is. See, but it's unfortunate, though, because they're also a good tag team. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. When they're when they're not doing the jokey-jokey stuff, they're, they're, on like, they're, they're nuts. Yeah. Them put them with the Usos together, and I can watch them all day. Yeah, put them with the Usos. Put them with teams that can work. They're they're good. The revival. Put them with the revival. Anyway, so along with the the draft stuff, there's been some writers moving around. So 
Ryan Ward, who had been their lead, the lead writer for SmackDown, has left on personal leave. Ed Koski, who has been the head writer of Raw, has now moved over to be the head writer of SmackDown. Jonathan Beekstrom, who was writing with who was writing 205 Live, has now moved over to SmackDown. So <laughs> So head writers, the head writer from SmackDown left and then everyone just shifted over. Raw went to SmackDown, 205 went to Raw. That's just a lot of That's just a lot of move. But I'm intrigued because now I, I, I want to see what this means for the writing on both shows going into the fall season. Because 205 was a good show. If, if people didn't, oh, it was God, it was good. Bro, 205 Live was so good and no one was watching it because the WWE put it on after SmackDown. They just finished watching a two-hour episode of SmackDown. No one cares. And mind you, if you if you ever see, they really never promoted 205 they like that. They don't. Because and I Vince always, doesn't believe in it. And I always said it, if Vince made 205, <clears throat> if you, some way, when you started it, and midway through said, yeah, you know what, I don't want to do this. Hunter, how about you try it? Mm-hmm. If you would have gave it to him, he could have took 205 and turned it into what NXT is. Two, and it's funny that you mentioned NXT, is I think 205 Live should have been split-taped with NXT. Oh, yeah. So instead of doing... SmackDown Live for two hours, then 205 Live for an hour, and then the uh, go home sh- the um, the dark match. They should have done. All right, we're doing NXT tapings on so and so and so day. Half of that taping will be for NXT, the other half for 205 Live yeah. at full sale. Because that full sale crowd will appreciate 205 really Live would. far more than a wasted SmackDown crowd. Because after <laughs> SmackDown, like you said, it's a two hour show. Oh, with 205 starting live, yeah, I'm going home. The only reason they stay is for the dark match. Exactly. Because, truth be told, they did have good matches. Yeah, because, I mean, the dark match has been legendary in WWE for God knows how long. Because the dark matches are always either really funny or really good. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's annoying. In lighter news, Scarlett Bordeaux, who made a big name for herself in Impact Wrestling and in the indie scene, doing her... Wrestling Smokes. in her in her lingerie. I was about to say, let's just call it what it is. <clears throat> I mean, lingerie, <laughs> lingerie. Her whole gimmick was her and her lingerie, kind of be a dominatrix kind of thing. So she left Impact earlier in the year, and she's going for a tryout with WWE. I don't know what WWE can do with her character unless she has other ideas to bring to WWE. Because the Scarlet Bordeaux character from Impact and from the Indies. That's not working on WWE. No, it really isn't. She cannot show up on NXT TV in a lingerie or in a leather dominatrix outfit and a whip. That's not happening. Honestly, I, I've heard of her name. I, I've seen her on Impact a few times. And then I stopped watching Impact. And then I, w- I realized who she was when I started following Killer Cross. <coughs> okay. They're together. So right. He's, she's always with him. Right. Now, her leaving Impact to have a trial run in WWE, I really want to see what can you bring because I've seen some of your matches and... Yeah, she's not... A, yeah, look, let's be real. She's not exactly a ring general. She really isn't. You're more of a, She got over because of her character. Yeah. The shtick. But she can't bring that over to WWE. So unless she has another plan for a different version, I don't know what she's going to do over there. Unless you put her with somebody who's a big name and she just helps him 
win matches every time. As like a, just a generic, attractive manager? Yeah. Because what else can she really do? I don't know. But then you can get anyone to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Unless he they keep her in NXT and not and Triple H doesn't put her on and makes her mm, work mm, for it. Mm-hmm. Make her go through the PC, exactly. make her go through the whole process, reinvent herself, and then see if she ends up on NXT TV. And then I think that's the only way because if you, what else do you really have? That's, when she left Impact, I was confused. I was like, why would you leave Impact? That's the perfect place for you. It really is. I don't know why she would leave there. Because where else can you really go? There's, like know. you said, it's WWE. AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor. She's not Impact. going to New Japan because they don't have a women's division. No. She's not going to Ring of Honor because their women of honor division is getting smaller and smaller by the minute. Yeah. Honestly, I, they have a, a title, and I don't even know who the champion is. I want to say it's still Kelly Klein. I'm not entirely sure. Exactly. But it's like you said, their <clears throat> division is getting smaller, smaller and smaller. Smaller smaller and smaller. If you go to AEW... The yeah, women's division is kind of stacked up with but people that... I don't they're think they're bringing. looking for a lingerie wrestler. No, they're not. You know? Look I at, don't think that's the direction they want to go Look at all to. the people that were in that bat- in the past battle royal for the women's um, contender. Oof. Eva Lise. Oh, my God. I was oh, so I happy to her. see Eva I was like, Eva Lise, yes! I love her. I really hope they sign her full-time. I really do. I really do. do. You have Eva Lise. You have Jazz. You have... Awesome, you have so many women in that Mercedes Martinez. In where would she fit in that? She doesn't. She doesn't. Like you won't fit. She does not a single. Like she doesn't fit. Because you have Allie, who's a a wrestler. Yeah, she's gotten better since. Right, right. She's gotten better. She's still not great, but she's a wrestler. Yeah, she's. You got B Priestley, who's a legit wrestler. Yeah. You have um, Nyla Rose, who they're using as like, their top dog. Britt Baker is probably the best technical wrestler they have. Yeah. Um, if they sign Ivelisse. And have... then if they sign Ivelisse to a full-time, you got Ivelisse. You have Mercedes Martinez if they sign her full-time. Yeah. You know, they, they, none of that. What is Scarlett Bordeaux going to do there? If you look at them to Scarlett, you're like. You know what I mean? It's like, what? No, go back to Impact. Go go fight Taya Valkyrie. For a millionth time, go go over there. And like, and that's the thing. I think Impact is starting to realize that AEW's around, and they have they're bringing up the names. I want Tessa Blanchard to go. I to want AEW. Tessa Blanchard to go. Oh my god, if Tessa Blanchard goes to AEW. It's a wrap. But she just she just resigned for some dumb reason. Why? Impact is trash. Why would you rather be the big fish in a small pond? I think from what I, it's just my opinion. Is if you look at the whole thing with Sean and um and Cody, mm. she he's had Tony Blanchard with him. Right. I think she don't want to be like Charlotte, okay. where it's like, oh my dad's around, and he's right. on TV, right. and they're gonna just assume I'm trying to ride his coattails. Tess is so good. She's so good. She's so good. And I'm not. She she is. But I get it. She wants to stand on her own two feet, and I respect that. But she's so good. Mm-hmm. I anyway. think when her contract is up, she really should sign to AEW. I just hope it's not a long contract. Because I know she just re-signed earlier this year. I just don't know how long for her. All right, so let's let's briefly go through on SmackDown because we, you know, we're flying through this podcast. <laughs> so we have the quarterfinals of the King of the Ring that happened this week. Honestly, I, I don't even care about the King of the Ring. 
one. What? I don't because it's just like. All what right. is the King of the Ring? But look at the King of the Ring. How we grew up. To right. what it is now. Oh no, for sure. I'm I'm very angry, which is why I was gonna use it to tell how angry I am at what they're doing about King of the Ring, because this is nonsense. This past week has been just like, what are you? What are you even? What are you even? Yeah. Where? Okay, so Baron Corman defeats Cedric Alexander. First okay. mistake. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that. Why? Why? Then you have Ricochet and Samoa Joe have a fantastic match, which I'm like, okay, this is what, Ring of, what the King of the Ring is about. Yeah. Fantastic wrestling, but it ends in a double pinfall. Wait, what? Where they both land on their backs with their arm on each other's chest. The ref counts one, two, three. And then goes to the to the ring announcer and goes, we're going to have a decision later. And leaves. What? And Joe and Ricochet are just like, wait, hey, wait y'all who wait. won? Hey, He's like, we'll, we're going to come up with an answer. <laughs> I'm like, this is not how that's supposed to work. Hey, this is stupid. Can you imagine going to like going into a basketball a game or a football game and the ref goes, Hold on, we don't know if it's a touchdown yet. We're gonna go to the back for like an hour and, and we'll come tight. back and let you know who won. Everybody just sit tight. Everyone just sit tight for what? Uh, yo, wait. I... No, you figure that out right there and on the spot. That's the thing with between Joe and Ricochet, that should have never happened. So then the ref's decision is the semifinal is going to be a triple threat match. Really? I'm like, no. You, the ring, you, this is the king of the ring. There's no triple threat match in the king of the ring. What are you doing? It's an elimination round. It's a, exactly. It's a single elimination tournament. This is not rocket science, people. My thing is, like, if that was the case, all right, they both have each other pinned. You count the three. First off, ref. Why are you counting that three? You're a dumb dumb because why are you counting three? Because technically now, neither of their arms are going to come up, so it's going to be a double count. So, why not give them, knowing that they could put on that show, give them that extra five minutes. You know they can do But no, it's the way they book everything in the WWE. You book it backwards. 100%. Everything is backwards and convoluted. They go, how do we make this as confusing as possible. Instead of going simple, okay, this plus this equals this, dollar sign. No, they go, if we do this, and then this, we put that in there, and then pretend that this didn't happen, and then go backwards six times, then we go back in time 14 years, bring back the corpse of someone who's dead, mix them up in a pot, put them in a belt, and then see what happens. I go. Dollar signs? So do you understand it? No. no. Not at all. It doesn't make any sense. And like, that's the thing. Like you said, first mistake, Baron Corbin beating Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Alexander. Why? King of the Ring tournament is supposed to build up someone and catapult them to either be uh, top mid card or crack them to the main events. Yeah. The people who have won in the past, Brett, Stone Cold, Owen, um, Owen, uh, these, Triple H, Triple H. They've they've used this to catapult themselves or to revitalize their career. Cedric used this. He really can. Baron doesn't need this. Especially after the last few weeks where you've had him help Roman and and go against Drew McIntyre. It's like, wait a minute. So you're pushing him, but you're and not. then you're going to just slap him to the side like, okay, we used you enough. They already used Baron Corbin as a top heel so much. Why does he need this? He doesn't. So then we get this stupid thing out. So now next week is going to be a triple threat match. And a semifinal for the King of the Ring tournament. You're, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I, I don't like that at all. See, and just off of this, it's like, this is why 
this is when they announced it. it was like I, I just I don't see why why it's like usually just looking for a reason to to bring the king of the ring back I was so excited because of what it could have meant and then so like okay and then on the Smackdown side they had for whatever reason <coughs> Elias defeats uh, Mustafa Ali why it, it's a good match, but we're talking about wrestling. Elias um, cannot no, lick cannot. Ali's boots. Nope. What is Elias good for? You know what he reminds me of? A Jeff Jarrett wannabe. Yes. You all you doing is smashing guitars, and honestly, even when you hit people with the guitars, you're messing up. Because <laughs> look at when you hit Finn Balor over the head, you cut him open. When you hit Braun over the back, cut him open. Yeah. Like yo, you're not doing it right, man. You, you're hurting people. Ali has a fantastic match with Buddy Murphy and then loses to Elias. Elias' first no. win was that nonsense with Kevin Owens and then he beats Ali. No. So now the semifinal for there for SmackDown is Elias versus Chad Gable. Now Chad Gable, I'll give him credit uh, for. Yeah, I'll give Chad Gable. Because Gable's been working. They've been showing him off. He beat Shelton Benjamin. Had a great match against Andrade. Yeah. Cool. I'm with it. <clears throat> Why are we here? Elias versus Chad right. on SmackDown. And then the triple threat on Raw? This, this, this like is the, the dumbest King of the Ring bracket like I've they ever took seen. The King of the Ring, it's like you said, said, well, you know what? This no, this will work. Send him here. Let's put these three together because maybe this No. You've said it in the past. King of the Ring, single elimination rounds. That's it. How do you have a triple threat in the semifinals? The minute they put out the original, like who was facing who in the first round? Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, y'all already messed this up," because they could have put so many. Like you could have. Where they had so like Drew versus Ricochet in the first round, something like that. I'm like, that's not a first round match. No, that isn't. That's like a semifinal. Yeah. Match. But then, I'm like, why do you have Sami Zayn losing to such and such in two minutes in the first round? It's like. And that's the thing. How I had you... so many hopes. I had so I was so excited for this King of the Ring, and I think that's why I don't like. I I respect the thing of liking, and I love the King of the Ring. I just feel like ever since how they've been booking it is yeah. just no, no, you're hundred percent right. Dumb, don't book, like you. Can, you have so much talent <clears throat> that's mid level cars, guys that are coming up. Use them, mm-hmm. use them to boost their career. Right now, so the five left are Chad Gable, Elias, Ricochet, Samoa Joe. And uh, Baron Corbin. And it's not supposed to be five. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, it's not going to be Chad Gable. As no. much as I love the dude, I do, he's, but it's not his time no. yet. And I'm okay with that. If he gets to have a good show during the tournament, yeah. I'm cool, which he has. He has. Okay. Ricochet, I'm cool with him winning. Samoa Joe, I'm cool, I'm cool with him winning. I'm not with Baron. But Baron and Elias... Because... For what? Because how many times... How many title shots have Baron Corbin got... I'm over Baron Corbin. And, like, honestly, what if the winner of the King of the Ring, what is he getting? See, back then... That's another thing, yeah. It was, all right, you won the King of the Ring, eventually you were to get shot. a title shot. Yeah. Or even if you didn't, it's like, all right, he didn't, he's not going to get a t- title shot right now, but you know what? They know his name, so we're mm-hmm. going to push him. We're going to build him. Did it with Stone Cold. Win the Austin 316. Did it with Triple H. Did it with Bret Hart. They tried it with Mabel. <laughs> that that was that that we see see well you, 
You have to bring up the bad ones. We were trying to listen. Go in a good we, way. Look, we can't pretend. But you're right. Don't yeah, exist. Mabel. But they tried it. They tried. They said, okay, Mabel will get in the ring. What? They put him in a match with with, uh, with, with Diesel for yeah. the championship. Mabel's trash, so he should never want him to begin with. Yeah. But at least they had a plan. One thing. What I, is the plan here? I feel like one thing they did with King of the Ring when they where they dropped the ball was with Owen Hart. Because mm. he could have did a lot more. And, and but they never looked past his brother. No That's the problem. They never saw him pass his brother. So my thing is like, all right, this King of the Ring. Alright, you win. Oh, you're King of the Ring. It's gotta be Joe and Ricochet. Like, okay. It's gotta be. Like And they're both on the same side and, of the back. And one thing I hate, oh I hate, is they wanna be called King. No. No. Just you're the two, 2019 King of the Ring one. You're telling That's me you didn't it. like King Booker? That's King where it all started. Booker. Come on. That, that's King where Booker it was started. I like it. It was his good thing. But he's the only one that made it work. Exactly. Everybody else, oh, King. No, Bar- uh, uh, Wade Barrett. No, why do you got to be called King? You won the King of the Ring, honestly. Doesn't mean nothing because you're not doing nothing with it. It's, true. it's not helping you. It's not giving you a title shot. It's like they lost sight of what the King of the Ring is supposed to be about. Yeah. They lost sight the second they put the brackets how it is and then made the triple threat. No. No, no, no. Don't. You don't. You. I remember, and I still remember, single elimination rounds. That's it. If that's the case, they eliminate both of them. Because I remember one time there was a double count out. And they both got eliminated. Yeah, and he just advanced. So, advance Baron. No, that's just throw a triple threat. Oh, that works. Yeah, Although, to be that fair, works. do we really want to see Baron just get... No. All right, then. Uh, okay, so last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up, because we are, we are starting to push the time <laughs> on this episode. Um, okay, so the Four Horsewomen is clearly a thing. Yeah. And they're trying to push it. So on Monday night, we had Bailey go heel turn, yeah. question mark, where Sasha's beating down on Becky. Bailey goes, hey, look, I can do it too. Yeah. Grabs the chair, starts wailing on Becky Lynch. On Tuesday... Her, her, her quote-unquote motivation is, I'm just helping my friend Sasha. Sasha's my best friend. You know, I still want to be a role model. I want to teach girls nope. how to be blah, 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 Can't blah. do that. And then Charlotte comes out, and they beat up on Charlotte. So now this week, we're going to get Becky and Charlotte versus Sasha and Bailey. Now, here's what I will say. If Bailey continues to play this... I'm still a good guy. I just happen to be best friends with the heel. And that's paired up against Becky, who's an anti-hero, and Charlotte, Charlotte who's a heel. heel. That's an interesting dynamic. It, it is. Because then you have heel, face, heel, tweener, facing up against each other with clear motives to be on each other's teams. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing that I just don't think WWE can pull that off. No. Because they're cavemen when it comes to writing. Because I feel like... After, there's so much history with Becky and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Sasha, all right. Honestly, I feel like Sasha is better as a heel. Right, which is why I'm glad face. she's back as a heel. So yeah, I'm glad. Bailey, I, I just don't, I don't see Bailey having what Sasha and Charlotte and Becky have to turn heel. She, right, I agree. She can do it, but I agree. you're just. You got into in so deep into this hugging fest. It's I like, agree. That's who you are. Now. I agree. 
But you can't sit here and be like, well, I want to be a role model. Well, technically, you can't if you just beat somebody Which is down why I'm glad that it wasn't just a switch. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't Monday, I'm hugging, and Tuesday, I'm a heel. Yeah. Because that just come off really weird yeah. from Bailey. And which is why I think they're doing this either as, like, this one's going to beat or a slow transition. Yeah. Either one of those I'm cool with. But if it's just an automatic snap of the face, I'm like, that doesn't make any nah, sense. No, and I, I agree with you because it's like you said. She's, oh, I still want to be a role model. Okay. But I feel like a lot of things need to come into play. For I feel like, she, all right, she's facing Charlotte at Class of Champions. Right. And Becky is facing Sasha. Right. I feel like if you're going to keep promoting Bailey to be this confused, whether she well, she's my best friend, she's a heel, but I want to be a role model. Mm-hmm. Keep on with that. To the point where eventually she's going to snap like Becky did mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I don't need the fans. And then you beat on Charlotte. At some point she's going to fall one way or the other. <clears throat> yeah. She can't but my thing straddle is if, the line. If you straddle that line and then fall back to trying to be that fan-friendly person, then what was the point of doing that whole That's thing in the beginning? Very good point. Because then you're going... It's just like... Everybody's like, oh, well, John Cena never turned heel in his life. Well, who cares? Well, he started as a heel. Exactly. Because... And that... But nobody remembers that. Oh, it was the best John Cena in the world and he was a, a heel rapper. Exactly. It was the best. But if you every, if you ask anybody, oh, John Cena's always been a good guy. False. No. False. Look at... Go back in the beginning of his career. Word of life. It's basic economics. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk One. And that's true. So it's like... Bailey, you... Have her be like this for now. Mm-hmm. She's going to... Because Bailey needs an edge. She, she needs has. something. She needs something. And now that Sasha's back, I think that's, that's something she needs where Sasha's like, yo, you're going to have to choose a side. Yeah. Either you're with me as yeah. my friend or you're with these people who turn on me. I think this is going to turn into... So we have the two sides that are fighting against each other. And then I think at some point, now that NXT is going to be on USA, yeah, I think we're going to get... Ronda's going to come back to lead Shayna and the other two buffoons yeah. <laughs> to attack these four. And then we're going to get the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen I, honestly, at some I, I major see, pay-per-view. I see that happening, but I see that being a disaster for a few reasons. Because the two chimps aren't ready yet. Exactly. They're greener than you grass. Have Marina Shafir and, and Jasmine Duke are way green. No. Way green. You have uh, Ronda who's... Okay. She, you can see she's she's getting there. Yeah. The woman, not... the woman is physically talented. Yeah, she is. She just has to learn how to put it, how to put professional wrestling together. Baszler? Baszler is top notch. She is. She she's she's top level. And I think if you do the four on four, you have, despite WWE pushing, pushing Charlotte, Charlotte can go. Becky can go. Well, that's Sa- the thing about the four horsemen. All four of them are fantastic in-ring yeah. workers. All four of them can go. So if you put them against the four horsewomen of MMA, you only have one and a half. One and a half. One and a half. can go. The other two are what? All right. Say Bailey's getting beat down. That's when they're going to come in because right. they can't do much. They'll get exposed they real will. quick. And what makes, what I look at when I look at NXT, you're not using them. You're not trying to at least they're just push them. They're just Baszler's henchmen. So if they don't gonna, have matches. If you're going to promote this four horsewomen versus four horsewomen, you need to start working work. for them. They got to work. Because like you said, they're so green. It's like, it's, I, seen one, of their, I matches, seen one of their tag team matches. Bro, it's rough. I was like, ugh. 
I'm like, I was like, this is it's rough. It like, really yeah, is. They they gonna need some work. Yeah, they're you can tell they're not as naturally athletically gifted as Ronda. Yeah, Ronda's a she's a machine. No, she is. She is a physically talented athlete. She, for whatever reason, was able to go. Oh, I can do this wrestling thing and almost make it believable. Yeah, she almost made it believable. She's good on the mic. She mm. she had her promos when she wanted to be a problem is she she's not used to promos. No, she's not. So she just doesn't know what she's doing. Baszler is the true leader of that she four is. in wrestling. Yeah. In MMA it's Ronda Rousey, I get that. But in wrestling, but in wrestling it's, it's Shayna Baszler. Because she can go. She's, she's, she's got the whole package. With, with Ka- with she's got Kyrie. the whole package. Look at her matches with um Mia. <clears throat> Look at her matches with um Kyrie, with anybody. With anybody she can go. With Ember. Like, with I just it. seen her last match against Mia Yang. Oh, I love her. I love <laughs> Mia. And look at, she did it. And she made it all believable. Baszler has the ring presence. She has the, the work in the ring. She's got the promo ability. She's she, got the yeah, look. I was about she's Bro, good. she's scary. If I ever saw yeah. Shayna Baszler, uh, I'd be like, if you she, mad cool over there. If everybody had to tell me, you, I'll give you a million dollars to fight Shayna Baszler. Nope. What? I'll be broke for life. I, I I'll be poor still. I'm. Just, <coughs> she's a scary. Person, I will she's never square so up. She's so good. And like you said, if you ever do that, the four against four, you they've got to wait at least a year. Yeah. Because the other two Bajuks, and you need to start. You need to start pushing them. You need to start having them in matches. I agree. But you know WWE, they'll probably do it this year because they're idiots. And WWE is just buffoons. Buffoonery. Anyway. I think we've chatted enough yeah, for think, long enough. Yeah. I think it's going to wrap up this episode. Um, as always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples and Apples. Grapples are number two. Apples, if you haven't been listening to us on SoundCloud, you've been on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Either one. Just get us in as many years as possible. We appreciate it. Don't forget to check us out on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples and Apples. Again, that's Grapples are number two. two. Apples, as always, I've been one of your hosts. Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, baby, because that's who I is. Joined by... I am the better looking <laughs> than his partner in crime, Shades. <laughs> I am Cash. <laughs> he's going to have so much to say. He's going, he is going, I, I can't wait for the next podcast when he's on, because I am going to listen to this. More than anything. I gotta thank you for being on. I know I know you wanted to be on for a while, but you just haven't been able to get it to work, so I appreciate you being on the show. Um, as always, don't forget to listen to us as much as you can, because an apple a day is bad wrestling. Peace. <laughs>